Hello, and welcome to this episode of Vogue Business's Beauty Radar, a no-nonsense podcast unpacking the most pressing beauty topics today, presented by City Commercial Bank. I'm your host, Katie Chitrakorn, and today we'll discuss recycling and refills. Packaging remains one of the biggest sustainability challenges facing the beauty industry, with more than 90% of cosmetic packaging thrown away, according to research from the British Beauty Council. We've seen beauty brands globally accelerate their adoption of refillable and recyclable products in an attempt to reduce waste and encourage repeat purchases. But getting it right isn't easy, and it requires a rethink of how things have been done in the past. There's no one better to discuss this than Stella McCartney, one of the industry's leading designers and a longtime advocate for sustainability. Hi, Stella. Welcome to the show. Hi, Katie. So let's talk about beauty. You are a relatively newcomer to the luxury beauty space, having launched your um, skincare line, Stella, last August. Um, you know, what was the catalyst for doing so? Why did you feel like it was the right time? You know what? I actually launched a completely organic and clean natural skincare range. I believe it was in 2008 or nine. And as I like to do at Stella McCartney, we were just a little too ahead of the curve. And it was so new in the marketplace in beauty. People didn't really know how to sell it, talk about it. They didn't really understand what a sustainable, clean skincare range was, especially in luxury. So unfortunately, it just didn't last the, the test of time. And so I'm, I'm a newcomer, but in a, in a sense, I'm a comeback queen. So this is coming back at it. We've been working on them for nearly four years. And... Um, yeah, so to come back in and, and so much has changed since I did this all those years ago. Now there's so many great suppliers that we can work with, so much you know growth and, and innovation and packaging. So it's been really interesting to be able to work on it in a time in history where people have an understanding of what sustainable luxury skincare can actually look like. Whereas before it was, it was a very kind of a little bit of an eco weirdo in the room experience. <laughs> Yeah, the, the rest of the industry is finally starting to catch up. Yeah, well, and you know, it's been great, though, because I, I, I did actually think at the time when we, we I, you know, I was like, look, you know, I really lean into skincare. I, I'm not huge on makeup. I'm not huge on tons of fragrances. I'm very natural in, in sort of my approach to everyday life. And, and I lean very heavily into three or four very, you know, perfect pieces in my skincare routine and I really rely on them and I was worried when we we started the conversation of my just saying look this is really what's true to me and I really believe in this and I really don't see anything in the marketplace that that is still really fulfilling all the needs and I was worried that you know four years in it would be a very crowded area and of course it is a very crowded area but I don't think there's still anything in the luxury skincare space that compares to what we've done here with the Stella McCartney Beauty. I mean, and certainly when it comes to refills and when it comes to formulas and effective formulas, I think we truly are still, a, you know, a one-off in the realm of skincare. Yes, that really stood out to me at launch as well, because when Stella came to market, you only um, had three products, which was um, a cleanser, a serum and a cream. And, you know, a key proponent was that they were refillable. And I'm so curious, you know, out of all the potential areas to focus on, why did you choose to prioritize refills? Well, my drive and my purpose, I think, in, in my industry and, and in my time here on Earth is to try and be responsible and try 
to provide solutions, you know, sustainable solutions to, to problems that I think we, we don't have answers for, especially in luxury. The world of luxury is, is, is very harmful. You know, fashion, it's one of the most harmful industries to the planet. So beauty is, is really close behind, you know, nearly 80% of the environmental impact on, on skincare comes from the design stage. So for me to be able to do something in the refill space, which has a massive, massive impact. It's, you know, it's over 80% of the product's environmental impact is determined, you know, when you're designing. And so then for me to do refill was critical. It was a huge part of it. And, you know, one other reason for me was I, I see the refills, I find them really cumbersome. I find them very difficult to use. I feel like they're more wasteful at times. You've got a piece of tinfoil, you haven't got a lid, you're throwing something away. It's like, for me, I really wanted to answer a very effortless and easy refill for a luxury skincare in, you know, in a sustainable way. And when you look at it, if you refill once, it can lower your impact on the climate by a third. If you refill twice, it's nearly half of the impact. So it was non-negotiable for me to not do refill. And one thing that I really wanted to do, though, was to make the refills beautiful, to make them something. I think a lot of the time refills only exist in the in the core packaging. And for me, I was like, when I travel, I can't take glass. I want my refill to travel with me. So I designed a lid. So I just travel with the, with the refills. Also, I was very conscious of price, you know, and, and when you're dealing with some of the best suppliers in the world and the most conscious supply chain, it doesn't come cheap. So I wanted the refills to be at a more entry price point too. And, you know, on every level, it just, it had to be for me. Yeah. Are you able to talk a little bit more about that? What were some of the unique considerations that were needed to develop a refillable products? You know, er everything that you just mentioned from like the packaging, but also in terms of the ingredients and marketing, like how did you have to think about it differently? Uh, well, you know, I think it's everything, everything you have to come at when you're coming at something in a clean and, and sustainable way, you have to consider the full 360 and you have to be very circular in the way that you want to work. Your supply chain is critical and we worked really closely from day one um, to get really beautiful, effective formulas that were sustainably sourced. So once you're, you're already starting off on, you know, a path that's less traveled in the industry, and and harder you know you have to be much more creative you have to solve a lot more problems the innovation is critical when you're working in that way and, and refillable packaging has to come from innovation you have to find suppliers that are going to be able to be recyclable uh, you know we had a big issue with the spring I think a lot of people don't know that the springs the metal springs inside the pumps can prevent pieces from being recyclable so we spent tons of time finding the right springs that were made from recycled ingredients and, and we just kept going kept going and kept going and we basically uncovered and I think worked with people closely to create sustainable practices that don't exist in in this space yet and certainly didn't until we came out with the product but um up to 50 percent of a skincare product is is packaging and actually if you look at even products that claim to be clean or you know organic or sourced in a sustainable way you can see that most of them are in plastic and and i'm really surprised some of the most luxurious products in the skincare world are in plastic packaging why is that do you feel like there's just still challenges of finding the right suppliers is it more of a cost thing 
I think it's mostly margin, mostly, you know, there's a lot of laws and legal kind of parameters still sadly in place that if you have a glass bottle, it's harder to ship people, you know, there's a, there's a many, many reasons, but um, I truly believe if there's a will, there's a way. And I think that if we can do it at Stella McCartney, then anyone really now needs to be aware that, you know, everyone should be pulling away from plastic. It's, it's not good for our planet. I, it's also not good for the formulas to be sitting in plastic. You know, we know about microplastics now. I mean, we have so much more information. And, you know, we have things like PE. It's made from bio-based plastic. We've been working with wood waste. It's great. It's been really, I mean, I find those are the parts of my job outside of just as a creative director in fashion. You know, these are the things that working with innovation, I think, is truly the future of all of these spaces. Mm. From the consumer's side, what is the process? So if I'm a Stella McCartney customer, what, what's the journey in which they might discover Stella and then eventually engage with, you know, recycling and refills? I mean, I think if you find us, normally you are more inclined to live your life in a more mindful way and in a more respectful way to Mother Earth. I think that, you know, people tend to be like-minded that stumble upon our skincare for sure. But I think the one thing we found that's been such a, a rewarding piece of information is the return on the on the product. The people that come back to use the refills is very, very high. And it's actually quite unheard of in the beauty space. Normally people try something and then they don't come back to it. So it really gives the formulas a huge compliment. I mean, I honestly look, you know, I wouldn't put my name to something if I didn't believe in it and if I didn't love it and use it religiously and the cleanser is truly the best cleanser I've ever used in my life. I'm a huge fan of clean skin and I don't love really soapy um, cleansers. They make me feel very dry. They make my skin feel tight and almost, you know, it's like it kind of depletes my skin of its natural oils and I don't love that feeling. And then the oily, more balmy cleansers do the opposite for me. They leave me feeling greasy. They make me feel like I haven't got clean skin and and this, the, the, the Restore Cleanser is just truly a balance in between the two. And when I wear makeup, it comes off in an instance. And, and everyone that uses the cleanser is just blown away by how incredible it works. It has organic sunflower oil in it. So the oil just removes any mascara, any makeup one time with a warm washcloth. We also wanted washcloth kind of, you know, on a cleanser rather than cotton pads, just also to be more mindful of the impact on things like that. Um, and then we have the AlterCare Serum, which is, yeah, it's important for me. I love really three steps. I love a serum, but I don't like them to also be too drying or to get absorbed too quickly or to stay on the surface of the skin for too long. So the AlterCare Serum is for me the perfect balance between a really hydrating serum and also really nourishing, but it also has this, a very light day cream kind of feel to it. So sometimes if I'm not feeling dehydrated, I just use it as a day cream and then the Restore Cream is richer, and I add it to the serum sometimes if for overnight if I need extra hydration. For me, those are kind of my three steps. As a skincare obsessive, I've not tried the creams, but I have tried the cleanser, and I can attest it is a great cleanser. It takes everything off. But um, if I'm a customer, where can I buy the product? And if I wanted to recycle and refill, kind of like what are the steps in which I would do that? We're at Space Gen K, and we're online on stellamccartney.com. So you can find us in either of those two um, places. 
Space NK are great partners for us. They've been doing really well. We, we love working with their team. And it's it's been really, really exciting, the things that we've been able to do together. And they have the refills. You can buy the refills. You basically get the kind of core housing. And, you know, I hope that you all love the look and feel of, of the products because, for me, I I do believe that when you bring a product into your home, product design is important. It's a big part of my job. And, um, you know, I want everyone to be proud of, of these products and, and they should live happily out on your counter and and really say something about who you are and your taste levels, you know, not only in the product, but also in the design. I feel like that's a big shift we've been seeing in the beauty industry in very recent years. I think in the past, beauty used to be seen as just something disposable. It's just like a need, whereas now people are thinking more. People want to keep the packaging and, you know, they want it to be beautiful. Um, it's really interesting what you just said a little a bit earlier as well about the high return of customers using refills. Because, you know, one of the challenges that experts have warned in general is that refills can exacerbate the problem of waste rather than reducing it and you know Stella in a way benefits because you have refills built into your business model from the very beginning but are you able to talk a little bit more about like insights on how many of your customers do that and whether you're seeing more interest or activity from certain demographics more than others? I mean I know that it's high I know that it's something that was drawn to my attention as something that isn't usual in this space so it's significant enough that I bring it to your attention and that it's something that, you know, we're all very proud of. So it's, it's a high percentage that comes back and comes back for the refills. The demographic is, it's, it's quite broad. I think that here at Stella McCartney, we stand for something that really crosses over all generations. I think one of the most important things is these ingredients are so qualitative that we're getting, you know, organic silver birch sap from just, it's so beautiful that the ingredients are, Really, we're so proud of of the product. And I think that it is, um, I don't think there's anything else like it on the marketplace, truly. We have, for example, in the Altercare Serum, we have things like organic rock samphire, which is sourced in Brittany and in Portugal, which is rich in fatty acids. And, um, you know, those kind of things are going to get rid of lines, fine lines and wrinkles. But I think something that we forget in this conversation is actually the skincare works. And it has really, really incredible you know, it's very effective. And just the inspiration was my life in nature and in Scotland. And so I wanted to bring, you know, mineral waters into the product. And so we have all of these amazing mineral spring waters and lingonberry. And, you know, I just think that it's very rare these days that you find in a luxury skincare product, you find real ingredients that you can actually look at the list and go, oh, I know what a lingonberry is. I know what olive you know, is, I know what olive oil is, or I know, you know, half the time, I think those are reserved for quite niche products. What do you think is stopping other brands from being able to achieve that? Uh, you know, I think we're, we're, as you say, we're, we're a new brand. And so we're starting off with these principles from day one. And I think you have to have a level of love and care and you need to have a purpose in what you're doing. And I think a lot of other brands maybe didn't start out with that purpose or maybe a greenwashing or have been forced into working in a cleaner way because that's the way of the world is turning. And so I just think there's very few 
you know, new brands too. It's very difficult. You know, we have this incredible relationship with my partners, LVMH, and we've been able to truly utilize the, you know, the two positive assets that we bring to this skincare. Are there any key challenges that you think scaling up sustainability programs of this kind that might block more mainstream adoption or that you anticipate in the future as Stella kind of grows? I think sourcing is always a question, but you know, we work, I mean, when we are working with our cherry blossom extracts, for example, you know, that have these amazing antioxidant properties and um, we work with our suppliers knowing that we have growth in our planning and so they can accommodate that. Making this come to life has been, it didn't take nearly four years for, you know, for no reason. It's because we were just meticulous and the supply chain, even claiming to be, you know, we're completely cruelty-free, we're completely vegan. Those are things that a lot of other brands can't say in this space. You know, it's, it's, it's reserved for very few still, surprisingly. I mean, like I say, I was truly surprised that after four years of doing this, that we really are, I believe, the only luxury skincare on the market that's at this level with this depth of, of you know, truth and actual results. And as you introduce more um, products or in innovation, are, are you looking to roll out refills across more categories or are there new areas of innovation and research, you know, in terms of recycling refills that you're currently looking into? I'm wondering what I'm allowed to talk about. We've got something to, we've coming. got something coming, but I'm not allowed to tell you what it is, but I, I can only give you a little kind of clue or a little tease that I'm a firm believer that beauty comes from within and um, you are what you eat, you are how you feel inside and, you know, loving yourself is, is a huge part of, of how you look and how you express yourself on the outside. So there is more to come in this space and we will never introduce anything that isn't refillable and, you know, that's, it's part of the belief system. How exciting. Is there like a timeline you can give us or when to expect this new um, launch? It's a new year gift to you all in January. All right. I feel like we'll have to be watching um, closely to see what you come up with next. In your opinion, what more can brands do to incentivize more consumers to adopt, like to recycle and to refill? Well, look, you know, you need to be incentivized. And I think that something that's been happening, you know, I've been doing this for over 23, 24, 25 years. I've been working in this space and, and so much has changed. And still today... I'm not incentivized as a business. In fact, I'm penalized. You know, I can take a non-leather bag into the United States of America and I can get taxed up to 30% more because it's not leather. And I can put a slither of pig leather onto that same product and the tax disappears. So we're still living in a very kind of screwed up system where young brands, young businesses Young people need to be incentivized to either buy this way and also to start brands that have this belief system and work in this way. And, and there need to be tax breaks, not, you know, additional taxes for working in a clean way. And there need to be laws. We, we need to see, you know, legislation put in place that basically it's that, you know, I always said there's no difference if you're working in the automobile industry. The reason electric cars have come in more of late in this country is because, you know, the government's put timelines on. And if you didn't hit a timeline, you would be penalized. You would have to pay a charge. 
we need the same laws in beauty, we need the same laws in fashion. And until we have them, you can't really blame businesses for not doing it if they don't have a core value system set in place. And I think it's stellar. It's it all comes from the heart. It all comes from our morals. And, and you know, it would be great to have more people forced into, into joining us by laws. Yeah, absolutely. Because I sometimes kind of do wonder whether consumers feel motivated enough because there's quite a lot of steps. You have to like order the refill and you have to kind of like screw on, screw off the old product and the new product and you have to take the refills to recycle and obviously some customers are super dedicated and actually it becomes like a habit but as you know like habits are hard to create and stick to once you stick to them it's great but <laughs> to form them it's it's a challenge but I think it shouldn't be a punishment you should be you know this should be easier for people and that is honestly when I did the refill system I was absolutely adamant that the refill came with a little cap that you could then you put on so that refill can come out of the home unit and travel with you. Because most refills, once you open them, they can't leave the home unit. They're just mm. exposed. And for me, I'm like, that's madness, you know? So, and also really massively bringing the price, you know, bring the prices a little lower for the refill to incentivize. Sometimes I don't even, I mean, I, I don't even think you need the main hard casing on this product. You can just buy the refills. Yeah, I love that you're paying attention to all these little details. You know, it's kind of, as we discussed, like buying refillable products is a great way to be more sustainable. But are there any other things that from that consumers can do right now if they want to go green? Any, you know, quick lifestyle changes they can make? Hey, look, we all know that animal agriculture is coming down all of our rainforests. I mean, even fashion, over a billion animals are killed just for handbags and leather jackets and the tanneries. Uh, you know, the chemicals that are used are so harmful to the people that have to do that job. They can be cancerous. It's a, it's a conversation of human welfare. People don't, I wouldn't want to work in an abattoir, would you? So, you know, I think there's a conversation about just consuming in a way, being mindful about what you eat, maybe reducing your meat one day a week, which will have a bigger impact on the planet than reducing all of your transport for an entire week. You know, we have information now. And I think if you want to do your little bit, you can do it. And you just need to source a little piece of information. We have so much at Stella McCartney and we're trying to do so much every day to help people find this easier. And, you know, one thing is don't be punished because you want to live in a, in a more mindful and responsible way. And you shouldn't have to compromise your, your taste and, you know, for a beautiful skincare range just because it, you want it to be clean and organic and natural and sustainable. It's so important. Like, and that's what's so refreshing about this product. This is a luxury skincare product. And there's nothing more luxurious to me than looking after the planet and looking after what you're putting on your largest organ which is your skin. And that's about ingredients. What does it really mean to be sustainable in 2023 or even as we enter 2024 from your perspective? Stopping buying leather and feathers and fur. It's like the, the most impact we have at Stella McCartney is just the fact that we don't work. We're a cruelty-free brand. And the biggest impact always is not using leather because leather is, as I say, it's cutting down the rainforest over 80% a cut down for animal agriculture. The water is inefficiently used. It goes via a cow or via a grain or a soya or a crop to then go into a cow. Trees are being cut down in areas that should be protected 
at this stage on our planet, you know, energy use to kill animals and slaughter them, and it's, it's inefficient. So we're looking at products at Stella McCartney, we're looking at the waste of the wine industry, and we're making handbags out of grape skins, we've got apple skins, we've got mycelium mushroom leathers, we have no PVC, we have, you know, we've just had our most sustainable fashion show to date in October in Paris. With the market, you know, thank you. With the market full of innovators that we we want to introduce people to, so you know, come to us. We can help you learn, and we can give you alternatives that you don't have to sacrifice style or luxury or smell or, you know, you can you can still have it all and you can be clean. And what about from the beauty side? Like, what does it really mean for a company to be sustainable? From a beauty side, it's everything we've talked about. It's about having you know all of our products and very close to being 100% natural in origin, looking at refills, looking at what's going on your skin and asking yourself if you love yourself enough to just purchase less maybe and, and let it do more for you and more for the planet. You know, I think this marketplace in today's age is so, you know, you're so convinced you have to have so many steps in your beauty routine and it's so crowded and you know, I, I have two young daughters and I'm like, how can you possibly need more crap? And I think it's really about, I don't think people are stupid. I think people are really clever. And I think we all know that we can make better choices and still get better results. Look at Stella McCartney. We, we think anything, anything is better than nothing. And any small step in this direction will have a positive impact. Great. It feels like a perfect note to end on. Stella, thank you so much for joining us. It's been great to chat. Thank you and good luck. And I'm thrilled to have been invited to speak today. If you're enjoying what you're hearing on this podcast, you might like to become a Vogue business member. It's your ticket to a global perspective on fashion and beauty, delivering exclusive insights that will give you the edge in this competitive dynamic industry. Visit VogueBusiness.com today and use the code PODCAST20 to save 20% on the usual membership rate. This has been Vogue Business's Beauty Radar podcast presented by City Commercial Bank. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.